Listeners beware. There's no turning back now. You've entered the Horror Apocalypse Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Horror Apocalypse. Hey, you guys are right side up now. Hey. Hey. So I, we, yeah. Technical difficulties. Hello. Hello. Lovely radio, hey, guys. Everything seems Hi. to be going much better this time around. No yeah. Time. yeah. Well, now that we know what we're doing this time. Yeah. <laughs> a little better. A little better. Just a little. As long as everybody can hear me. Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you. Perfect. There we go. Sweet. Oh, yay. Actually, might be a little too far. Are we too far for you guys? Mm-mm. No, you're good. Okay. We I mean, use if... a different method of holding the phone. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, if you if you want to get closer, you can, but we can see you. We can hear you perfect. You're good. Okay. Uh, cool. cool. What's on that screen behind you, Michael? Uh, actually, I was going to, because I, I we're competing with Joe Bob's last drive-in right now. Oh, so I don't think we're going to get as many viewers as we normally do. Um, Lord knows if I had the choice, I'd be watching Joe Bob's drive-in. Uh, but I, I pulled up Shutter and I was going to have it here so I could see what two movies he was going to talk about. And I kind of liked the idea. There, there's a movie playing behind me. Um, but I guess uh, there's a lot of people watching Joe Bob right now. And it crashed that. So I just put a random movie on from Shutter in the background. Actually, I think... Uh... I just got a text from uh, Fried Rags, and they have a, a Joe Bob uh, figurine. Yes, that's uh, figurines, and there's supposed to be some T-shirts launching, I guess, as well. Um, I, I I always miss out on them. Yeah, I just got the text just like two minutes ago. Nice, nice. We we all know who Joe Bob Briggs is, right? Of course. Why are you surprised? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who anybody is. <gasps> okay. Well, he's he's only God. That's all. We're good. We're good. God could come in front of me right now, and I would still not know who he is. <laughs> all good. Anyway, let me go ahead and introduce everybody. We do have a couple of watchers with me. Surprised on. Hi, John. That's probably uh, that's us. Oh no. Okay. No, no. no we're... <laughs> um, we have joining us again, Laura and David. Thank you so much for joining us for Couples Scarapy episode two. We also have. Uh, who is this irresistible creature who has an insatiable love for the dead? Well, that would be my wife, Rita. Hi, Rita. How are you? Hi, Rita. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're we're back for week two. Um, today, let's see. Uh, let's get caught up, actually. I, I'm, I keep checking my, my checklist off. Uh, what did you guys watch over this past week? Did we watch anything this week? I don't think we did. We had a lot going on this yeah, week. Yeah, we were watching mostly, like, barbecue shows and it was a damn good barbecue show too yeah all right i think we still have the last episode oh wait wait before i forget okay can i put in a movie reference of course uh tremors shrieker island just hit netflix um and i'm gonna watch it so if you want to do an episode i need to know because i'm gonna most likely not wait much longer (laughs) Oh, yeah, that, that's perfectly fine. Go ahead and watch. I, we can do an episode. Let's make that. Um, I've got a an episode that I wasn't planning on 
uh, for next week uh, that I'm reached out to a couple of people, see if they want to join me for. I completely forgot we had another episode in October for next week. So I'm kind of trying to cram in uh, something wicked this way comes. Uh, I just need an excuse to watch it this Halloween season. Um, you need an excuse. Then the week after that, we're doing uh, House Shark, and Kate Phoenix is going to join us for that one again. And then uh, after that, we're pretty much back to normal. So if you want to do um, uh, the new Tremors movie, we can do that uh, the second week in November. Let's do it. I'd love Tremors and Graboid, so I'm super excited when I saw it on Netflix. All right, cool. Uh, well, I know rather than both of us going, Rita, you actually kept a list of everything we watched uh, this, this week. <laughs> we watched a lot this week between oh, trying oh, to keep up with Coco. you. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Way too many well, times. Between trying to catch up with your part three of things, I started watching a few uh, series that I wanted to watch on Netflix when you were at work. So we watched... All part threes here. Basket Case, Hellraiser, Psycho, Insidious, and Phantasm. I watched uh, Zombieland Double Tap, actually, for the first time. And nice. it was just as much fun as the first one. I so I, No, we haven't seen it yet. I, I don't know why we hadn't seen it, and I found out, too, that Michael hadn't seen it. I'm like, well, I, I could definitely sit through it again. It was, um, like I said, just as much fun as the first one. So it was great. It's got Rosario Dawson in it. Oh, I love her, so that was good. Is, she's badass, yeah. Yeah, she's a badass. Um, I started watching uh, Ratchet on Netflix. The origin story of Nurse Ratchet from the story and the movie, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And uh, really enjoying that. I'm about three episodes in now. Really like that. Which, by the way, Cuckoo's Nest is finally on Netflix. So really? in case you did not see it. Yep, we saw it last week. Fantastic. I think that's it for me. Yeah, and I got another episode of, um, actually last year I started watching American Horror Story again from the very beginning, just all the way through. And I'm just whenever I want something to watch, I just start watching that again. And I'm uh, about halfway through Freak Show right now. So watched another episode of that today. So. She does that all the time, too. Yeah. She'll watch yeah. every season. Old. I watch every season probably once every six months. And then Murder House, Coven, and Hotel, I probably want, watch once every, like, two to three months. I love them. Yep. Good stuff. <laughs> what else did you watch this week, Michael? Uh, other than, well, you and I watched everything together with the exception of what you watched when I was at work. And the only thing mm. I watch at work is on my break. I watch an episode of Bob's Burgers. So I'm almost done with, I think, <laughs> five. <laughs> All right. There I'm you go. Puppy wants oh, puppy. See if Joe Bob is back on. Yep. Joe Bob is back on. I miss having a dog. I need to come over and just roll around with your dog for a little while. <laughs> yeah, he would love it. He's a he's an affectionate attention whore, so fantastic. He'll allow it. <laughs> we just got a hello from Wes. Hey, Wes, how you doing? Uh, yes. All right. Let's. Did you guys bring a fright bright uh, this week? We did. We what have, and I don't know how to pronounce it. Lagunitas. Yeah. It's pronounced IPA. Yeah. It's pronounced like IPA. IPA. Yeah. So I actually, a lot of people have told me I need to try this, but love it. Nice. 
Love it. <laughs> what did you guys bring this week? Oh, it's a surprise. It's disgusting. Pretty good. It's slightly bitter, not too hoppy. Light, light flavored, actually. Very light flavor, but super bitter. Okay. But I like it. It's pretty good. Not right. bad. For a gas station IPA, it's not bad. Gas station. <laughs> All right. So for us, we are trying the, the same thing, just like you guys. Uh, so mine is open. I haven't gotten a chance to. It's only open because I put some in a bowl for me. So Exactly. Uh, what is it? This is dill pickle flavored popcorn. Oh, I love pickle everything. So I grabbed that oh, for us man. to try. So, you would uh, get along legendary with our daughter. She loves pickles. I don't <laughs> like dill. I love pickles, but I don't like pickle flavored things. So this is this is going to be a fun thing for me to try. I don't know. When I opened it up to put it in this bowl for me, the smell was fantastic. So I, I can't wait to taste it. I have it. I promise. I, I have a I have a strong feeling that this whole bag is going to be for you. <laughs> Unless you're like me, and, and even if you don't like it, you still eat it. You say, oh, it's all Because I just don't want to waste yeah. it. Nah. <laughs> yeah, there's a... Have, uh, the, what's that? I have a feeling it's just going to be salty. If you oh, want we'll super salty and gross, do the 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 taco-flavored flavor of the month lays. Oh, it was so, so salty. Mm. Well, all right, go for it, Michael. Uh, Chris just commented and said he's had oh. that and what about? So I don't know what he's asking. What about what? I'm I'm not sure. Uh, okay, so here we go. It smells absolutely disgusting. <laughs> Let's dive right into this. We'll, we'll just get a here big clump here. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you go with that many? You should have started just with one. Oh, it's so really good. Yeah, but we knew she from the get go. She said that she was probably gonna like them. You saw the the pickle whiskey I reposted the other day, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I was talking about that at work, I think, and oh. we're all intrigued now. Well, if we uh, end up getting a bottle, we'll let you know. That is absolutely vile, <laughs> and that is all yours, Rita. Mm. Nice. Are you, are you, where are you putting it? Don't put it on the floor. <laughs> where it was yeah, when we got it. it. It's a place of honor. Right. Put it somewhere higher. I got to get that <laughs> in my mouth. And of course, my standard is the, the yingling. Um, you saw the Hershey's yingling, right? I haven't tried it. I'm sorry, what? I'm not interested. I am. Yeah. It sounds really sweet to me. but um, But if... If the man wants to try it, I'll, I'll certainly get some. I'm down for anything yingling, so we'll see. I'm down for anything chocolate flavored, so we're good. <laughs> chocolate it's flavored? In <laughs> is, uh, pickle Rick, and mmm, I guess he wants to eat Pickle Rick. So, <laughs> all right, so let's let's jump into today's movie, Eden Lake. Um, Eden Lake is from 2008. It is a British horror film uh, written and directed by James Watkins, uh, starring Kelly Riley, Michael Fassbender, and Jack O'Connell. Have you guys seen this before, and would you recommend it? 
Uh, I have not seen it before, and... I would like to discuss it before yeah. I would say I would recommend it. Because okay. there's a reason why I would say no or yes. Okay. Uh, Rita, have you seen it before, and or would you recommend it? No, and I think Laura and I are probably on the same wavelength. Of like, I would recommend it if you were not looking for a horror movie. Yes. Because it, it's not a horror movie to me. It was more of a thriller, like an action movie. Yeah. I never really got scared. Well, um, what's the difference between a thriller and a I horror? was disturbed. Yeah. Um, but I guess as far as I have to be uncomfortable at some point for it to really get to me. And I didn't, I didn't get there with this one. Okay. For me, I did feel uncomfortable many times in the movie, but okay. it wasn't that kind of uncomfortable. It wasn't the scary uncomfortable. It was just uncomfortable. Like some situations were awkward. Yeah, it was awkward or it was super weird to be watching almost as if, why are you, as an adult watching it, it was really hard at some points. Okay. Um, I had seen it before and yes, I would definitely recommend this, um, which we'll, we'll get into when we talk about the, the, what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it in our, our final review. Uh, for those that don't know, I've, I've typed up some notes here. Uh, <laughs> Dude, that's a script for the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> are not notes. Well, basically, it's the plot synopsis, which we'll go through piece by piece. Um, I, I did want to talk a little bit real quick before we go into this, though. Uh, and you know what? No, never mind. I'll save that for the end. I'll save that for the end. The, this movie... Uh, as I mentioned, it's considered British horror. Uh, it's about a school teacher, Jenny, her boyfriend, Steve. They decide they're going to go away for a long weekend, and they're going to a remote lake, which is actually a filled-in quarry, as he says, in the uh, English countryside. They um, they get there, a uh, long-ass drive, about a day-and-a-half drive to, to get there. Uh, they're hiking to where they're going to camp at this lakeside, and they meet Adam, a young boy who's gathering insects and kind of making notes and things like that. Um, they try to talk to him. He says, you know, my mom's the, told me not to talk to strangers. Uh, Jenny's like, that's a good mom. You know, you, you be good, and off they go. Um, they hike a few meters. They find their, their campsite. She's in awe. The whole time she's complaining on the way there, though, in a playful manner. Uh, like, oh, so-and-so has taken um, uh, her to France, and I'm going to camp at a, at a lake. And, you know, um, but they get there. They uh, wake up the next morning after spending most of the time there um, with insects and all that covering their food. So they decide they're going to go back into town and get something to eat. In the meantime, they've already encountered the, the terror, the kids uh, that are just, they're just bad. They're vile. Um now, something I didn't notice, and I don't know if you guys picked up on it, because th- this was my like third time, and then I picked up on this. The whole drive there, they're listening to like news radio, and it's all about problematic kids. It's all about these kids that are rebelling and, and getting arrested and the problems with these kids and so on. I don't know if you caught that. That was kind of foreshadowing. I heard it, but I didn't connect that and catch the foreshadow. Yeah, yeah that's what, like this was my third time seeing it. And only now did I kind of, I went knowing what's coming, then I heard and I was able to kind of put the two and two together. But um, what did you guys think of this okay. so far? Well, I read something too that when this was this 2008? 2008. That that was pretty typical of not 
typical behavior, but the teens were pretty um, thuggish. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't out of, you know, beyond the realm of possibility that this could happen there at that, at that time. That's... And that's why it struck a chord with so many people there because the kid, you know, the kids, <sighs> but that would no. make sense. Yeah. This was actually, uh, speaking of that, um, other critics, one of the things I, I wrote down here, I'm just going to read the paragraph word for word. It says, other critics, however, have savaged the film, denouncing it as an incitement to class prejudice against working class people in Britain. The Sun condemned the film's nasty suggestion that all working class people are thugs, while the Daily Telegraph concluded that the ugly, witless film expresses fear and loathing of ordinary English people. Owen Jones, in his book, Shavs, The Demonization of the Working Class, cites the film at length as an example of media demonization of proletarian youth via the Shavs stereotype. He comments, quote, here is a film arguing that the middle classes should no longer live alongside the quasi-bestial lower orders, unquote. So uh, there's a lot of uh, critics in, in the UK were not happy with the way they were trying to portray the, the film at that point. Or uh, the working class people at that point. You guys... Now, where did the working class thing come in? Because maybe I missed it. I What was... Well, the working class was the, uh, the family of the, of the thugs, of the boys. Or the parents? Yeah, the, yeah, the parents who... Yeah. His, parent was like, his dad was like a mechanic and her, the mom worked at a diner. Oh, yeah. See, I didn't connect that as a working class issue. Mm-hmm. I saw that as a family like a disturbed family issue. I'm the same. And now that may be because we're not in that, that area. Maybe we kind of get a different look at it. Um, Like for me, I I didn't think of that at all. Um, I just saw it as ignorant parents raising ignorant kids who they have no sense of uh, right and wrong. Really? Well, some of them do. Some of them do, but it's still because of the group that they're in. It all stemmed down from this this group of parents that kind of got together. Um, the I don't know. I, I personally felt very hor- horrified <laughs> through this whole movie. Uh, once we started seeing the the angry kids, and it, I I couldn't help but feel like if I were Michael Fassbender, those kids getting up in my face like that, one quick uppercut, that shit's over. You know, and he he exercised a lot of restraint, I think, to to kind of hold back from from putting those kids in check. Uh, they almost actually seem kind of horrified, too. If you see in, on the trip there when they're stopping at the, the diner and they're eating outside, when that mother smacks her kid on on uh, was it on the butt or was it across the face? I don't remember. Oh, it was across the face. Yeah. No, they almost mm-hmm. seem kind of horrified at that. Um, you guys are actually parents. How do you feel about that? It was hard, not the the whole aspect of the movie, and that's what was kind of where I would like to discuss it. It was super hard to watch these kids do the things that they did, and you're right there. I didn't think about the working class thing, but there are absolutely no parents around. They try to inquire about it at the diner, like, hey, like these kids slashed my tires. I would like to talk to some parents, and the lady was like, oh, pff, walked away. And to me, that's very, I don't know, it was, it was hard. And that's why I think where I got disturbed from it. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, like we're, 
we're not parents, so it's very easy for us to kind of sit on the outside and say, well, my kids wouldn't do that. I'd punish the shit out of my kid. They're not going to do that. You know, so I kind of that's why I'm glad you guys are here, too, because I kind of want to get that parental view from it. Um, now, the, as you mentioned, they they slashed up the tire. They when they were going out uh, after their camping trip and they realized that the food was rotten, they were going back to town on the way back. Um, what was his name again? Steve, they Steve. they he's driving down the road and he sees that house and he sees all the bikes outside and he kind of recognizes the bikes as the kids bikes. And he stops. He's going to go talk to the parents at the home i guess why would you go inside that's just you know walk what? in walk inside hello, yeah, hello just when you've already talked to one of these parents and you know well, I'm, <laughs> how I'm, they're feeling about the whole thing how how angry and destructive the kids are why yeah i'm wondering but what i kind of wonder too is the house she walks into at the end is it the same house Yes, I, I think it is. Yes, I think it is too. But I couldn't really determine. But as I'm watching it, because Michael and I, for the integrity of the show, have not talked about the movie before right now, because we wanted it to be a more natural conversation. I was trying to see the similarities and like the structure because I know he came in the back and she just walked in the front door. But I was pretty sure it was the same house. Now. She's been there before because she was sitting in the car outside. So she knows that's where the kids live. Or at least some of them. She came in from the back. Yeah. Yeah, she came in from the back because she walked in and there was an archway. Uh And um, there was like a, they were all outside. So she came in from the backyard. She walked around the, yes. Yeah. Okay. But that's for some reason in in my head. She was unconscious. Yeah, she was unconscious and they moved her. She kind of collapsed, and mm-hmm. then it, it, they fade, fade okay. out. Well, not only that, she's in the living room. Well, not only that, it's nighttime, and if you're in an unfamiliar area, again, you know, True. my vision problems, I wouldn't be able to distinguish my own house from light and day if I didn't know where it was. Like, I wouldn't be able to tell that type of difference, and with this trauma that she went through, she just heard people and ran. I would have done the same thing. Yeah. That makes it, sense. There's a lot of things in this movie that I don't quite uh, understand the how uh, behind it. And, yeah, I, I do kind of understand the the point of view of how did she not recognize this house. But I understand, you know, the same thing of, well, it's very traumatic. She came in from the back, which she never saw the back uh, before. She, also remember that she just smashed the car that she was in. So she was probably dead. Concussion. Yeah. yeah, probably had a concussion. <clears throat> I didn't think about that. Um. So we go through, uh, they go back to um, the lake after they get their food, all that fun stuff. Uh, Steve has that close call in the house where he's he's there trying to track down the parents or the kids. Well, I'm not exactly sure, but he ends up climbing out the roof uh, and down through the neighbor's wall. They get back. Yeah, because she's got the run-in with the dad outside. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of a run-in. Stupid yeah, I forgot about that. And, yeah. And that, that's kind of the, the first tip that we're getting, too, of, of the kind of home that this kid is growing up in, uh, the leader, Brett. He, he's kind of growing up in an in overly strict, almost abusive kind of family, I think, at that point. Um, oh, and, yeah, definitely abusive. 
Yeah, and it, that's spilling down into to him. I mean, it's it's damaging him uh, mentally because now he needs to take that out on someone else. He's got all this pent up uh, aggression and anger that he can't take out on his his dad. So he starts spilling that out onto his friends, and because he can control them, he finds a way to to manipulate them. Um, which we see that too. I mean, we see that as they're they're uh, steal the car. Everybody jumps in the car. There, there's no parents around to say, "Hey, nope, smack that." Nope. <laughs> but they steal the car. They almost run over Steve and Jenny. They, they get away. Steve and Jenny go after them. Um, they finally catch up to them, and the kids uh, now kind of start taking it a step further. And now they're they're going to attack Steve. And one guy pulls out a knife and. Um, Brett pulls out a knife and him and, and Steve are kind of fighting over it and in comes Bonnie the Rottweiler and they uh, end up killing the dog and that was that was hard for, for me to see <laughs> I agree uh, it sucked any time anytime an animal dies in a movie that's that's the end for me uh, I'm, I've got problems and what, what movie was it we just watched <laughs> with the, the German Shepherd <laughs> and it was killed off camera what was the animal that was killed off camera? A German Shepherd. And something we watched this week? It was something recently, yeah. Um, the the dog attacks somebody. And, oh, wrong turn three. Uh, I didn't watch that with you. Yeah, you did. Is that the one with uh, oh, okay. Henry Rollins? No. No, no, he's not in that one. Uh, at least not that I remember. He's in one of them. Yeah. No, the the dog attacks um the the guy. Yeah, yeah, you did watch it with me because it was the girl saying uh what the hell is she doing? Her friend's still tied up by the barbed wire and all that other stuff, but um the dog comes running in, attacks the guy. He drags the guy into the other room and then you hear the thwack with the the axe on the the dog. We don't actually see it. That's okay. I can deal with that, but when you start showing me the animal, we got problems. Um, but that, that is what kind of now pushes Brett was already on the edge and this now kind of pushes him over the edge and they all attacking, uh, Steve. So Steve and Jenny run, they get back into their car. Um, they get stuck in the mud. The kids are up on this ledge throwing rocks and branches and things like that. Uh, finally they, the kids come down and bust the headlights out of the truck. They're really starting to terrorize these two now. And, um, uh, Steve finally gets the car loose. They they take off, end up crashing the car, and now this is where the terror begins because now the kids are hunting them down. Uh, Steve is trapped. He's got a, a twig, uh, not a twig, a, a branch. Like what was that through his side, his shoulder, or was he just? It jam- looked like Final Destination to me. Where it kind of like went in here, but again, I can't really see details that well. No, it was coming from the from that thing. He was just caught. I don't know if it actually. Uh, I wasn't sure that it impaled him. I thought he was just trapped. I thought he was trapped too, but then when he's trying to push it off, he's only using one arm. So I didn't think it Because the other arm is pinned down, is what I thought. Or Uh, hurt. That could be, yeah. Um, As I said, to me, this is where it gets really horrific. They finally, uh, Jenny was supposed to go get help, and really all she did was hide under uh, the roots of a tree overnight. And then comes back to check on Steve, and of course Steve's gone. She's that her- made me dislike her. Yeah, for yes. that whole that whole sequence of her just sitting there watching them, 
Yep. I'm like, I know I probably would have, you know, taken a beating for it. But if something like that was happening to my husband, I like to think I'd at least go in and get a few swings and find right? some kind That's, of weapon. I would have find a tree branch and hit somebody. Children in the head. You got to do something. You can't just watch that happen. And she just sat there and watched it happen. She never went to go and get help. She just hung out in the woods all night. Yeah. It's, no. Even the hobbits <laughs> left as soon as the <laughs> the whole scene reminded me of hobbits that weren't leaving. Yeah. <laughs> so she goes. She goes back. Uh, Steve's gone. There's a trail of blood. She follows the trail of blood, and she comes across, as you said, this this scene where the kids are. They've got Steve tied up to like a stump in the ground with barbed wire, and their bread is kind of. What's what's the word I'm looking for? He he's kind of bullying the other kids into into stabbing him. Yeah, yeah, the entrapping. Yeah, when you, there when, you go, entrap. When you yeah, and he's getting everything recorded. When you think about it, you never actually see him do any of the. Oh, reports. you don't see him do anything. No. They start recording until after he gets. Down. Yeah, he gets the other the other kids to do it, but he never does any of the dirty work on camera. Right, because he did stab him first off camera and then they started recording yeah yeah we just got a comment from kane sup you sexy fucks hey kane how you doing (laughs) (laughs) i don't see that comment it just came in for me okay and chris said we took everything he said out of context i don't understand but um (laughs) tell him to give us a you know chris just tell us what what do you want to say man just really tight Details, details, details. Right. So this scene, um, yeah, like you said, he, he's kind of entrapping all the kids. He he does everything. Um, he gets the kids to do everything. And that, that's part of what I was talking about before, his manipulizing uh, the other kids around him. They're very weak-willed. But this is where we're starting to see um, they know what's right and wrong here. They, they're very uncomfortable with this. Even his girlfriend there is very uncomfortable with, with doing this. He has to tell her to start recording. It's not like she's volunteering this either. So I, I felt really, if something is nasty on screen, I feel it like in my bones. And that scene with the, the young kid with the box cutter, when he goes over and just jams it in his mouth and starts wiggling around, that made everything in me cinch up. Uh, I don't know how you guys... Did you guys feel anything like that at any point during yeah, the I, Yeah, that was, I, that I, was weird. I, yeah, David looked over at me, and I was like, I can't handle that. It was... That one, that one scene fucked me up pretty good. Mm-hmm. Just, and then you look over, and he just starts pouring blood from his mouth. You're like, oh, God. <laughs> you have no idea what he cut gums uh, inside your cheek, upper mouth, tongue. Imagine a slit from a razor under your tongue. Yeah. No, oh. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess for me, that whole scene, and I'm not saying that it didn't affect me. It was uncomfortable to watch. It was, uh, it's tough watching teenagers do that, getting bullied into doing that. But as far as the effects go, and I guess why it didn't, sit with me as some other scenes like that have is that you never really saw anything happen. Yeah. You saw them go at him with a knife and then a different camera angle and then back. And now he's gushing blood. Mm-hmm. So there was no, there was no actual stab happen. 
that's the things that really make me uncomfortable, like the nail going through a hand or a foot, you know, you actually see that on camera. I didn't really see it. I mean, the, I think the only one we did really see was the mouth. Yeah, you see it in the mouth. You do but see. But you didn't really see it him pierce anything. You just saw him stuck a stick a box cutter in his mouth. Right. So, you know. Yeah, but I think it's worse when you imagine what that is doing to the guy's mouth. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's. I think that's what they were trying to do. Is like now you have but to imagine right. how bad the stab is. Is it just like a? Did they just cut him a little bit, or they just went all in? They shank him a couple of times, like in prison. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, the one kid did stab him a couple times with the box cutter. I think he did like two or three good right in the It side. looked like he went in there and just kind of... Yeah. yeah. He went like psycho on him. <laughs> and that's, that's kind of... Yeah, the initial shock of it. But then, like you said, later on, though, he's he's talking. Yeah, there's no more blood really coming out of his mouth. So I think it's just the initial jab in there is what was kind of shocking. And like David said, the interpretation in your own mind of the damage that it could possibly be doing. And later on, we find out it's really not that bad. There's yeah. other he's got worse wounds, um, which we we see later. Um, which bothered me, the hell out of me, too. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's jump to that. Uh, Jenny comes in. Finally, she she lures the kids away. Uh, she comes back and um, they end up her and Steve gets loose from the barbed wire and her and Steve end up meeting up in the woods and she's trying to, to help him get away. They get to like this little shack on the side of, of this body of water and they're hiding there. And that's when we start to see the severity of, of Steve's wounds. Um, you want what kind of wounds got to you there? As soon as she lifted his shirt and you saw the one stab on the side, it was, it was horrible. It's been there for how, who knows how long. And it was a brand new fresh cut right after being, I don't know. It just, the way it was, it was very poorly makeup. Really? I thought it was actually pretty good. I didn't like it at all. I thought it was actually pretty good. I did too. It, it because it was still bleeding black blood and and things like that. It it felt very real and very visceral to me. I didn't see any like latex lines or anything like that to it. So it, that it wasn't latex. It was if you're bleeding on a piece of article clothing, and you lift your shirt up, you're gonna have blood marks and or blood marks, and you're gonna have stuff around that. You're gonna see. Um, stuff inside the wound. This was pure clean as if somebody just wiped it down with a sponge. Mm-hmm. That's what bothered me. It was a clean wound, black blood. Yes. But a clean wound when it shouldn't have been clean. I, I saw when she was lifting the shirt, you got this almost like a clear uh, kind of film to it when she was lifting it up, almost like, like a gooey clear. And I thought that would be like the, the plasma in the blood that was kind of causing that stickiness to it though. So, I couldn't see that. I didn't see any anything clear or gooky. I just saw clean wound. Yeah, just the wound itself. The flesh part looked so thick, it didn't look right. The effect was really good, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you said the, the flesh part? Really? I'm just being nitpicky. Yeah, it just looked really thick. And I'm like, I don't think it should be. That, I don't know. It just it didn't look right to me either. For Michael, blood. For Michael Fassbender. Oh, I don't know much about black blood. He's got an amazing physique, so I could see there not being, you know, that much fat tissue on his side. Me, they would need like a machete to go through me, but, you know, uh, (laughs) Michael Fassbender, not so much. Uh, (laughs) Even though, thank you, Kane, for the comment of doing good, you sexy fucking animal, Geo. I appreciate that. Um, 
but th- this this caused one of my my first uh, what the fuck moments in the movie um, when they get to the shack and uh, was it this part? No, I think what came first was when she gets to the trailer at the construction site and she's trying to to get the radio out of the uh, the trailer and then she gets caught as the kids are coming through. Um, how did she get on top of the trailer that quickly and that quietly? Quietly. Movie magic. Movie magic. Movie magic. Imagination. <laughs> uh, yeah, that... there was nothing for her to step on. There were no yeah. stairs. There were no, no ladder. Ladders. Nothing. <laughs> and the, the porter Ninja. itself was already like two feet off the ground. Yeah, like they didn't see her feet underneath. And when you're far away, you can see, you know, underneath yeah. her feet. She probably well, could she was very her. dirty. She was incredibly dirty from, like, waist down. Mm-hmm. I mean, she probably could have gotten up on the trailer hitch part and then pulled up, but that's going to make sounds. And especially with that trailer being made of aluminum, you're going to have that banging of the, the knee. Yeah. The... And it probably would have buckled under her weight yeah. a little bit. You're going to get that pop sound, like, on the, yeah. the hood of a car. Something, yeah. So that, The other that... thing is that the, the, her dress... Her dress was magnificent because the entire movie, until she ripped it herself to grab the piece of glass, her dress was intact. It was dirty. Nope. But it was intact. Just before she got the trailer, it got caught on a branch. And that's how they were able to kind of pull the, uh, they pulled her little strip of that off the the bush and looked at it. So it did get caught on a branch and tear a little bit there. I didn't see that. I I don't remember that. Oh, and to backtrack a little bit, Mm -hmm. um, Florida rays. Um, it was so stupid when they were in the water, when she's in the water hiding from the kids, the entire time I'm thinking, what about alligators? What about bull sharks the entire time? And then it, then it was, um, after the scene that I thought, oh, they're in a quarry, they're in a quarry and this is in England. Yeah. 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 <laughs> my, my first thought was, uh, <laughs> what about those little, um, parasites that are in the the water when it gets too warm and all of that that yeah i was thinking kind of the same thing i whenever i see people with open in movies with open wounds in water it makes me really uneasy because i'm thinking those people are gonna catch some nasty infection right now and then she jumped in the trash can and she had that giant gash on her foot and that was my first thought she's gonna have to have that lady amputated I was thinking the same thing. As a matter of fact, I had said to her, oh, well, there she goes. She's going to lose that leg now because of the infection. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, I, I'm always thinking of infection. It's like, yeah, I wouldn't do that. That's going to get infected. Why would I jump that dirty-ass water? I get it. You've got to save yourself. But, yep, you just lost a leg. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but the that was leading me to my second what-the-fuck moment, and that was at the uh, the shack. Um, once again, she moves like a friggin' ninja. They see the kids coming in, and it must have taken the kids 25, 30 minutes to go from where they were to the 75 feet to the shack because that gave her enough time to lift floor blo- lift, lift floorboards. Yeah. Get Steve down there, get the floorboards replaced, get herself down there, all without making a sound, a splash, yeah. nothing. Not only that, but he himself... Is really quiet the entire time. This man is dying. He's shivering. He's in a lot of pain. He's in shock. And he gets in the, the cold water and he's not moaning or doing anything. He's just completely quiet there. No, like, not bleeding like, out. There's not water coming out. With mm-hmm. as fresh as that wound was and as gushing as it was, there's 
it wasn't until something dropped. I couldn't see what she dropped or what was floating by that you start seeing blood coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that was. Uh, there was there was some things in in that scene that that really bugged the the, the shit out of me. Um, the the sound, the no sound, the the splashing, how he was suddenly super quiet, like you said, David. Um, and I mean, what was it just minutes ago? He was blubbering and gasping for air while he tried to propose to her, you know, cause she found the, the ring. Um, mm. and now suddenly he's like, Oh, no, no, hold on. Not only that, but when you think about it, what do the kids do to get in the shack? They have to break the door. Yeah. So they know that they were there and the kids are not smart enough to say, wait a minute, they have to be around here somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. They, have, they, they, they don't go. What if they went down there? They don't right. try that. Yep. Not to mention, you got all that blood over the the area, and then a little. Cl- you saw like one or two boards that were still clean. Really, <laughs> but um, it's one of those things like we always say when we're watching a movie, and the whole thing is is bullshit. But there's a couple of things that happen that are such super bullshit mm-hmm. that we'll look at each other and say. You know how I know this isn't real, <laughs> and that was that moment. <laughs> now, yeah, it sounds like Dave and I watch movies. All we do is criticize them. We need yes. to stop. We're bad. Exactly. Exactly. This. Uh, I'm drawing a blank at this point. Where did she decide to leave him and say, "I'll be back"? She leaves him. She left uh, him in the water by the side of the yeah, shack. No, yeah. They left. We're safe here. Okay. And she covered him up with some branches and stuff. Correct. Very poorly, might I add. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because you can clearly see his blood-soaked head from the pathway, like three feet away. See, I, I missed that part, so I didn't. I didn't get to see that. Um, That's the other thing that kind of bothered me about this movie is that they're in the woods, mm-hmm. in the fucking woods, and you're telling me that there's not nowhere where this couple. And I get that the guy is all messed up. But there has to be somewhere outside of the the path is right there. Like Laura said, they, she hit him like four feet away from the path. When his head fully exposed. So there's nowhere else that you can say, okay, let me take him, you know what, six miles down that way. Not even six miles. That's a lot. But even then, saying, like a hundred feet yeah. into the woods just off the beaten path. Come on. Yeah. So, um, she uh she decided i guess she leaves him there i i missed that scene but then i picked up where she was running uh through the woods i guess to to go get help this is where we see her one of those scenes that that you cringe at uh rita uh when she's running she steps on this spike now was was that a booby trap you think or was that just is she bad luck for her stepping on a twig there was a bear trap next to it i saw but i don't know what she stepped on I think it was just bad luck. It looked to me like it was. It looked yeah. like it was just a, a twig or something. I didn't but, notice the bear trap, though. But Neither, yeah. I, I mean, we yeah, see... when she's rolling on the floor with the spike on her foot, there's a, a, something... We, we think it's... Oh, yeah, it you looks kind of like it. You got right next to her. Gotcha. It looks like a bear trap to me, at least. Okay. Yeah, she she's rolling around. She tumbles down this this uh, ditch, and she decides she's going to try to get the the stick out of her foot. Um, 
that was pretty bad because I, I I think she was a little more badass than I would have been. I probably would have just curled up and cried myself to death at that point in time. Uh, but no, she gets up there and she drives it through her foot and then pulls it out the top and, of course, screams in pain. And the kids hear that and start hunting her down. Now they start running towards the scream, which, again, I don't know. What's that? She, they heard her screaming when she put the thing through her foot. She had the That's thing right. in her mouth. The the branch in her mouth, yeah. Yes, yeah. the branch in her mouth. Let's let's be honest. I mean, if you got growing up in Florida, you've probably been out in the woods, you know, uh, before just kind of playing around. You ever hear a scream and go, "I know exactly where that's at," and go after it, or you hear someone yell, no. "I know exactly where that's at," and you no, zoom. because the, the the sound in the woods is really weird. It's too wide. It's it's not yeah. a focused uh, sound. It's just kind of dispersed everywhere. Not only that, but that was that was one of the big what the fuck moments for me was she fell down the ditch, right? Mm-hmm. She knows that the kids are coming behind her. Why the fuck would she go up the ditch again? Just stay where you are. I thought she climbed up the opposite end. No. No, no she, she climbed the same Yeah, end. it was the same spot. She went back up where the same place she tumbled down, yeah. yeah and that's I what, thought it was the opposite side of the... That's when she found the, the Adam, the kid again. Yeah. Ah. Now... That little bastard. The, <laughs> we're getting yeah. it. I, I didn't... I tell you what, and you know what? If it had been at the beginning of the movie, I would have felt bad for him. But later... When we get to this part that we're gonna talk about now, fuck mm-hmm. that kid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get why he did it because for the same reason that the other kids were doing it, but fuck him. He he wants to yeah. be. Uh, he wants to be. He wants to belong. Be a part. He wants of... to be accepted by this badass group. You know. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I even think it was that. I think it. Um, he was the little brother. I think he was a brother or a cousin no, or some I type of relative. So. I don't think so. He looked yeah, not. Yeah, he was. Oh, wait, oh yeah. are you talking about the, the, the science? You're talking about the, the blonde kid. Oh, no, yeah, I'm thinking about, the blonde kid. You're talking about the, yeah, you're. Okay. We're talking about the, the science kid. Okay, I forgot about the science kid, my bad. Cooper was the blonde kid that she ends up killing uh, later yeah. on. When yeah, I, it was I, a horrible actor, that kid. Oh, my God, it was so terrible. I felt bad for him, though, because and we'll get to that scene in a second, but. Um, yeah, but hold on. <laughs> we, we get no, to... Yeah, that's fine. I'm just thinking of the wrong kid is all. Yeah. But please continue. <laughs> Adam brings her to this clearing, says, my mom's going to come pick me up here. And we see him playing on his phone. He says he's playing a game. We find out later that's not the case. He actually texted Brett and told him where they were. And the gang all shows up. Very quickly, too, I might add. Um, that was another what the fuck moment. Um, but they, they show up. How did he know? how to tell them exactly where he was. I assume that they chose that location yeah, for it him. Seemed, it seemed like they okay. chose it. Okay, because they know the area and it seemed like a very pop, it seemed like a very used um, three-way intersection. Yeah. Yeah. I, I and it did. was a big clearing. Yeah. Yeah. And it, had, right. and it had like a tire swing and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. You're right. The, the thing, actually, I just now thought of this while we were talking about it. Who did he text? He didn't text Brett. Brett didn't have a cell phone. He texted Paige. Mm-hmm. How did he have Paige's phone number? Unless he knows that. I mean, well, he was trying you? to become well, a part he... of this group, so I'm sure he... Yeah. This... That's what I'm sure. They, I, they, try... I wondered if that, too. Here's the phone number. Yeah. Text us when find her and bring her here, or we're going to kill you. Could be. Could be. Which they end up doing anyway. Uh, that was another one of those cringy scenes for me when they, mm-hmm. they set fire. They 
they end up knocking Jenny out. She comes to, she's tied with uh, a bunch of sticks around her and Steve's body is there and they end up setting it on fire and which is what allows her to kind of escape. Uh, they don't do a, a full burn. They just do a spot burn and it allows her, her ropes to get uh, burnt and she's able to pop them and get away. Um, Brett gets- Again, another thing that they didn't think of that, but they were, they had the, they tied him up with barbed wire, mm-hmm. but they didn't think that it would burn through the rope, the fire. Yeah. I didn't think of that. Yeah, exactly. I, like I said, I, I, the, the thing about this movie, it was a good movie. But it was incredibly predictable. You can ask Laura. I was calling everything that happened. At the ending of the movie, I called it like maybe like halfway through the movie. Is that? Actually, no. I think it was when when they are at the house that they see the dad. That's when I called the ending of the movie. Yeah, she's going to end up at their house and they're going to kill her. Yeah, within five minutes, he would would guess what was happening. It was kind of annoying. It it was kind of predictable. I, I will say that. Um but this is the the scene that was the the cringiest part, I think, through the whole movie for me, uh, even more so than the box cutter. But when she's escaping and Brett kind of now he's done, he's he's over. He grabs Adam and he threatens to kill him as she's running away, and she doesn't bat an eye because this little bastard just uh, betrayed her. She just keeps running, and we hear we see them splash gas on on Adam, and then we hear him suddenly scream. And it gets higher and higher and higher pitched till it just stops. And then we cut back and we kind of see over her shoulder the kids there. And we see Adam on fire just fall over. He's on fire from his shoulders up. Um, that really, that fucked with me. I'll be honest with you because that showed the mentality of this kid. This kid was was gone. There was no redemption for this kid whatsoever in my opinion. Uh, how did you guys feel during that scene? It, it, it was starting to show for me, but to me, the point of no return for him was the scene after that. The scene after when she's in the the in the trash, when he he beats the shit out of his friend. Oh yeah! Like he starts punching him and punching him and punching him, and I think he kills the kid because you never see him again. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see that too, definitely. Because that, that just showed um, the anger issues that he had. But in this part, actually, you see more of a Lord of the Flies effect happening with this kid, kids when you think about it. Because, yes, you're right. At the beginning, the, when they are attacking Steve, when they're terrorizing Steve, torturing him, him, all of them, none of them want to do it. I think that there's one of them that immediately goes up and, and gets to it. Most of them are like, no, I don't want any part of this, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Brett forces them to do it. But later on, when that happens, Brett is not part of the kids that light him on fire. It's the other two. It's the, the I don't know their names, but it's two other kids that grab him, put the tire around him, and they are the ones that light him on fire. Yeah. I don't even think that Brett, I think Brett might have said just like something like get him. Yeah. So you see that Lord of the, of the Flies mentality of, of uh, that they're turning into savages. They're all turning into savages like that. I didn't, I didn't catch that. In the span of like a day or two, too. I mean that this this isn't something that is like Lord of the Flies. They're trapped on that island. This is something that they they grow into. These kids. This seems to. I mean, they're they're basically being bullied by this kid Brett. But at the same time, this full descent into madness only happens in the span of what a night or two. I mean, it's about two two days. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's really 
pretty damn quick for their their descent. Um, but yeah. well, what's striking me about it too, it's not like this is something that these kids do all the time, right? This well, happened because Brett's dog got killed. Mm-hmm. He was probably you know an ass anyway. I think but... if, if you if you think about it, it might be one of those cases where they got really carried away and they just didn't mm-hmm. know how to stop. Yeah, mm-hmm. because he, readers right. It's not something that they. It doesn't look like it's something that they do all the time. Yes, it seems like they terrorize people in general. But the but whole, this is the first time it went this far. Yeah, yeah. when they the, the yeah. violence, even they're saying themselves, we're taking this too far. This shouldn't have happened. And you can see in that first scene with Steve that they are frightened, that they don't know what to do. Even the Brett himself is like, shut up, let me think. And yeah. that's when he decides to go for it. Yeah. But it's like, it, they're not used to that type of violence either, except for uh, the what happens at home. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, let's let's jump to that. We, uh, we go through this whole thing. We, we see Jenny uh, escapes. She jumps in this, this vat of disgusting, rotten trash and ooze and, and slime and blah. That's where we, we were talking about she's going to lose her foot uh, because of all that, that gunk just getting in there. Um, she gets out. We see Cooper. He's the, the youngest of the, the gang, this little blonde kid. Um, he comes in, and you can tell he's he's had enough, and he's deciding he's going to go help her. That's the way I interpreted it. And he goes up, and he's like, hey, miss. And she just turns around and drives a, a shard of glass right through his throat and uh, holds him as he dies. And uh, the, the kids, Brett and this other kid, come across it, and that kind of uh, now Brett is, is realizing he's losing people. He's losing um the youngest kid in his group is now dead and it wasn't by him. You know, this girl's starting to fight back uh, more so. And now he's just getting angrier and angrier. She ends up, you know, getting out and escaping and she just goes through so much hell before she tumbles into, like we talked at the beginning into this party, uh, in the back, uh, this other guy helps her or we think is helping her. Then she finds out that he's related to one of the other kids. She gets in the car and drives off crashes and, and ends up in this backyard party. Um, at some point, now she does, like David said, she loses consciousness. They bring her into the house. She comes to on the couch. We don't know how much time has passed during this whole thing. Two things got me at this point. She has to ask for an ambulance. You know, they didn't call an ambulance right right off the bat. Because obviously, Brett is, Brett is far enough away. You know, we, don't, we don't know uh, the, the travel time, but... I, if I'm in my backyard and somebody stumbles in bloody, torn clothing and just passes out, the first thing I'm going to do is tell, you know, Rita, call 911. And then we, we bring her into the, the house or bring her into a chair or something. But the first thing is to call 911. They should have called 999 and gotten an ambulance there as quickly as possible. I don't understand why they did. But what are that too, why they didn't want to involve the police right away? Yeah. Yeah, it was a well. Let's just get her inside. No, call call somebody. Yeah, unless maybe they knew the, what their kids do. You know, maybe they thought their kids may have had something to do with this. I don't think they they obviously weren't expecting the fact that this girl fought back and killed one of them. Um, and now the the parents have gotten to this point uh, where they're done, and the movie pretty much ends here. Uh, they take her into the bathroom and they close the door and it ends with Brett kind of um, uh, standing in front of the mirror, putting Steve posing. 
on and, and kind of that, that smirk on his face. Now, granted, she's killed a couple of them. In the, in the meantime, she ran over Paige. Uh, she killed Cooper. That other guy was beaten to death. So a lot of the gang was was killed. But at some point, Brett got back and told them, I guess, that it was all her. And they believed it? Do you think that well, was- when you think about it, the conversation that Steve had with Brett's mom at the diner when he said they slashed my tires and she what her response to all of this was not my not kids. my boy, not my kid, yeah, yeah, and, and he goes, yeah, but he goes, why they never said that they were your kids? And he goes, not my kids, and at that point she doesn't believe anymore. So I, I would say yes, they would believe Brett and whatever he said to them. But not only that, the one thing that I thought about, the very first thing I thought about when I saw the family, especially the father, and how angry he was um, in the scene where whatever his name goes into the house, um, nature versus nurture. Mm-hmm. Imagine it, it, that I think was the most disturbing thing for me in this movie is knowing that this kid probably could have been a great kid, but look at the environment he's being raised in. And to me, that's not a working class issue. That's just a shitty person issue. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, I don't, I don't think these were responsible parents in the, in the slightest, you know, and that, not a responsible family or community. No, this is a yeah. family that was, you can tell that the dad was exactly like Brett. Exactly. Like he responded to everything with violence. That that kid had never in his life heard anybody tell him that he loved that they loved him. So right. you can very very care they cared for him because he has a home and you know he's well dressed and blah blah blah. But they don't love him or or their type of love is not like our type of love for our kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can yeah. tell that 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 was the environment that he grew up in. It was brutal, and that's the, that that is the most disturbing. My takeaway from the movie is that this is way worse. And Rita said that it's not a horror movie. And I kind of agree, but at the same time, I don't. Because what's scary to me about this type of movie is that it's that shit true. could happen. It could, and yeah. there is people that are actually like Brett and his dad. There are many people out there that are like that. It's not the majority of people, but there is many people yeah. that are like that. Yeah. And that grow up in environments like that kid and worse. Yeah, and exactly. that's, the, that's the, the scary part about it. Yeah. Let's uh let's jump into reading this. Now I, I think you and uh Laura, you and Rita uh both wanted to hold off on if you would recommend it based uh on your ratings with this. So do you want to go ahead and go first? You guys tell me uh if you'd recommend it and what your rating is. You Rita, you go All first. Right. Rita, you go first. <sighs> before you do, before you go first, before you go first, I wanna I wanna say I, I pulled up on the screen here. The definition of horror is an intense feeling of fear shock or disgust it can okay. also mean a person a mischievous person especially a child so um with that in mind i do think it is a horror based off the shock value of it but go ahead your your rating and so on <laughs> okay well <laughs> um i'm not sure what i would rate it if i'd recommend it i honestly don't know i don't know um I didn't enjoy it. It did not. I mean, there was only, and I think it's what David said before. It was so predictable and there were not so many things that actually shocked me as just kind of made me cringe a little. It didn't scare me. And what I would call a horror movie is something that made me so uncomfortable or shocked me so much that I thought about it for a while. And this, I just, I kept, 
I kept waiting for the twist. I kept waiting for something to happen. And I didn't, that never, that never happened for me. So, but it was, it's still a good movie. I'd probably give it a solid three. You know, there was, because it was a little disturbing, but it was all formulaic for that type of, it was almost like a home invasion type of thing. Okay. Yeah. I agree with your, your what you said a hundred percent. It's exactly what you said. It's it was predictable. I I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Many times in the movie, I found myself being bored. Oh, we were so bored at the beginning. And yeah. and uh, the parts that made me uncomfortable had nothing to do with the horror of the movie. They had to do with like that scene between Steve and Brett's mom at the diner made me really uncomfortable. That exchange, but it still had nothing to do with the horror of the movie itself. Right. Uh, exactly the things the that thing disturbed me were not the, scary uh, yeah <laughs> when, when they get to the airbnb that the guy cuts them off before they, that kind of stuff where you know that and even when you think about that they're getting into a time where people seem to be that way so that might be the, one of the reasons why they didn't call the police because mm-hmm. people in that town they seem to be assholes all of them they settle it amongst themselves so yeah yeah. But I agree with you. I would give it probably like a two and a half. And I think it's something that you have to experience. It's, it's hard to understand it if you don't. But it's very, at the same time, it's super predictable, especially if you've seen many of these home invasions or 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 like revenge movies like I Spit on Your Grave or Revenge. Yeah, we kept or, thinking of I Spit on Your Grave. All those, that type of movie. And that was a twist that I was expecting was that she's going to come and start killing those little fucks. But then that never happened. She was always the victim. Yes, she killed the, the whatever, Hooper. But then she felt bad about it. Mm-hmm. So she never became that badass that you expect to see in this movie. And I guess that was the twist. And the fact that, though, I don't, in case people decide to watch, I don't want to say what happens at the very end. Uh, we already did. <laughs> oh, we did? Oh, yeah, yeah we did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. So yeah, never mind. But you see that start to happen. It's like, okay, well now what? Did she at least, you know, get a get one good punch in? Or see that scene that did make me really uncomfortable. The the scene where she goes into the bathroom because I think in her mind she said maybe there's a window, but there isn't. Yeah, I felt her tension. Then it's like when when they were in the woods. Like if Steve hadn't been that fucked up, they might have been made it. They could have made it somewhere. But when she's in that bathroom, there's nowhere for her to go. And you know how this is going to end. It's like, yeah, she's going to get fucked. And that that part there was like, yeah, that I, I like the ending because of that. It made me really uneasy. See, I agree, again, with everything both of you guys said. It was, to me, I was so incredibly bored. And I love slow. I love slow movies. But this one, there was something, I think the problem that I had was is Dave and I went into this movie not knowing anything. We didn't know what it was about. We didn't know where it was made. We didn't know nothing. I knew that Michael Fassbender was in the movie. And I don't know who that is. So we, I went into it and what killed me, I think really liking this movie is that it's a European movie. If I would have gone in with that knowledge, I think I would have had a better appreciation for the movie because their type of horror is different than our type of horror. And I need to be in that type of mentality for that appreciation. 
on top of the fact that David and I love creature features and that's not a lot of brain work. But the movie was incredibly boring for me because of I don't I didn't have that type of respect for it. But I believe that there's gonna be a second one and we're gonna pick up right where we left off. Um possibly or right after that, or maybe I'll leave you up to the imagination, but I saw a lot of Texas Chainsaw Massacre feeling in it. And I kept thinking something more was going to happen. And that's when you're going to see more of like a Texas Chainsaw ending. But I don't know. Maybe it was all a satanic cult. Maybe satanic cults. The whole town. Nah. I I feel like we're going to see more from Eden Lake that explains something's wrong with the town. Okay. I I never thought of that, but hey. I feel like it would be a better series than a standalone movie. Gotcha. What would you rate it? I rated it a three. Um, I rated it a three because even though it was still boring for me, it did have those couple of shock factors, especially the trash. That was disgusting. I've worked at State Park before. I get it. Um, And then would I recommend it? I would recommend it, but knowing that it is a European film, it's very predictable, and it is a not your generic horror movie. Mm-hmm. I would recommend it under those circumstances. Okay. Not blind eye. I'm I'm coming in higher than all of you, and I know that's probably no surprise because I, I made it known beforehand that I really enjoyed this movie. But um my third go around, I'm starting to notice more of those problems. I'm starting to notice some things, the predictability like you mentioned, um the more and more what the fuck moments, you know, things like that. So it it really took a toll this time around. If you had asked me what I rate this movie last year, it would have come in at a four. This time, after my third viewing, it's dropped a bit. I'm coming in at a three and a half. Um, I think it's still a great movie. I, I love the shock value of it. Um, I, I, I know I definitely would have handled things a, a lot differently. Um, at least that's what I keep telling myself. Um, like Rita has driven with me and, uh, at times have said, pull over, let me out of the car. I'm not going to ride with you because when that guy <laughs> pulled into the, the parking space, nah, nah, I would have pulled in behind and gotten out of the car. I, I would have done a lot more than just go, Oh, let's see if there's another space down here. Rita's the type that would just be like, ah, oh, just, you know, go down. I'll, I'll, there's another parking space, bitch. And just drive away. No, I'm mm-hmm. yelling. I'm like, what the hell were you thinking? I'm, I get myself in way too much trouble. What's funny is that our personalities are flip when we're driving. Cause I'm usually the more hyper one. He's more chill, but when we're in the car, it's completely opposite. Mm-hmm. I'm Zen in the car. He's <laughs> road rage. So if I'm driving, I'm road rage. If I'm not driving, I can't look up because I freak out because I, I, I can't uh, handle it. If I'm not driving, you're out yeah. of control. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly how that goes. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed it. Yes. I would definitely recommend this movie. Um, but you know, one, one viewing, maybe two, that's, that's about it. So I will never watch this again. Yeah. It's the type of movie that we, we actually said this last night when we finished, it was like, we watched it. I don't think I will ever watch it again. Or if I do, it will be 
in the distant future when I don't remember what the hell the movie's about and I don't remember that I've seen it. And you know? I won't pay to watch it this time. As, I, as I'm watching it, I go, oh yeah, we've seen this movie. That's how far into the future it is. Because it, I enjoyed the movie, but I've seen many of that are like that. Yeah. Way too predictable. Yeah. I, I thought it was predictable in that aspect of well, we know it's a revenge flick, so we know everything that's going to play out. You really can't do much new in a revenge flick with the exception of something like Serbian film. Um, that, is, have yet to see. that is by far one of the most disgusting, uh, vile. I actually, I haven't seen it, so don't give away too much. Wait, what movie? Serbian. Serbian. Oh, do you own it? I do. I have the uncut edition, uh, which is probably about eighty to one hundred dollars for that one ver- that one disc, and it's. I will probably only watch it one more time, and that's so I can show it to Rita, and then that's it. It'll just get okay. Printed. So movie night. Yeah, yeah, that okay. is. There is imagery in that that you will never, never get out of your head. And for some people, it will be even worse. I don't want to give away too much in case you guys watch it because I want you to see it not knowing anything. But there is some shit in that movie that will burn your brain. Ooh, uh, I'm ready. Let's watch I'm it. ready. <laughs> yeah, seriously, like, let's watch it. I, I don't I, see. Here's the thing. I really want to watch it. I, I've been wanting to watch this movie for a while. I know nothing But about knowing it. that he is saying that, <laughs> I've heard that is disturbing, but knowing that Michael here saying that, that tells me something. See, that's the thing. Every time somebody says this is the most disturbing yeah, movie I've ever seen. Yeah, but you haven't heard him say that. <laughs> touche. Touche. However, still, point being, I, every single time somebody said this is the most disturbing movie I have ever seen, there are things in this movie that have burned into my brain. I watch it and I'm like, Jesus Christ, okay, this is not. Yeah, bro, that happens a lot. That is true. Yeah. Like, uh, what's the name of that one? The French movie with the uh, the girl that's, uh, she's turning, trying to be a chef and then she's a vegetarian. And oh, Raw. Raw. Yeah, Raw on Netflix. The most disturbing movie ever. And we watched it. it was like, this People is it. can't get halfway through it. Yeah, because they were turning it off because of how stupid it was. Because of yeah. how boring it was. Same thing with uh, Veronica. Same thing. It's so disturbing that people are not watching. And it was, that one was a really good movie, mm-hmm. but it wasn't scary. It wasn't yeah. disturbing. It was just a ghost story. Speaking of, of uh, Veronica, by the way, Whitley, uh, the director of that movie, is going to be the director of Meg 2, just so you know. And I know you guys like really? dark movies. Yes, Meg 2 is a go-ahead, and he's the director for it. So I did ready. see Meg 2 as a go-ahead. I, I secretly cheered to myself because I really enjoyed the first one, even though it was a very uh, box office shark movie. Ugh, yeah, I did not like it, except for the dog. <laughs> I only like the dog. Pippin! Yeah. I like shark movies. I love shark movies. So we we have one more segment before we start uh, wrapping it up. So let's let's jump into double double feature feature feature. I think we're all going to say the same thing. I don't think so because I thought of a new one. They've uh, already said it. <laughs> what, uh, what would you get? Well, who wants to go first then? I'm going to pair this movie with Revenge. Ooh. Yeah, that's a good one. Because it's the same revenge story concept, but Revenge is a much better movie. Revenge was a super good movie. All right, so we got Revenge. How about you, Laura? I'm going to stick with I Spit on Your Grave. That's exactly what it felt like to me, except less badass. All right. Same. You're going with I I Spit on Your Grave. 
Okay. I know we we said that um, earlier. We were talking about what we could possibly pair with it. Uh, um, I thought of another one that's actually mentioned in uh, my little notes here. And <laughs> David, you actually mentioned it earlier, and we we mentioned it a few times as a comparison. Lord of the Flies. Oh, there you go. I've never mm-hmm. seen Lord of the Flies. No. There's uh, the last that? bit of this. Yeah, I had to that. read it in high school. I remember that. I didn't have to read it in high school. The uh, the last bit of this I, I want to go ahead and read again um, was on Rotten Tomatoes, a, view, a review aggregator, 79% out of 28 surveyed critics gave the film a positive review. Um, the average rating is a 6.4 out of 10, which we actually came in as a 3 out of 5, so we're right in that range as well. Our, our average was 3 out of 5. We did very well with that. Um the site's critical consensus read, it's a brutal and effective British hoodie horror that, despite the cliches, stays on the right side of scary. I can kind of kind of see that. Like you said, yeah, very I agree. I agree. Uh, Dennis Harvey reviewed the film for Variety and said that it was an effectively harrowing Brit thriller. Uh, I'm not going to read that. Uh, comparing it to Last House on the Left and Lord of the Flies. Uh, the Guardian's Peter Bradshaw drew parallels with Deliverance, Straw Dogs, and Blue Remembered Hills and stated that this, quote, looks to me like the best British film in years, nasty, scary, and tight as a drum, end quote, concluding that the film was exceptionally well-made, ruthlessly extreme, and relentlessly upsetting. So those were some of the positive reviews, but it seemed like all the positive reviews were coming from outside of the country. (laughs) All the... The negative reviews came from within the UK, so that was understandable. But I can understand that because it seemed the way that they worded it earlier that this was a very political uh, movie in that type of sense. So I can see it getting a lot of negative reviews in the country of its origin. Exactly, exactly. And I, I forgot, I made a little notation here. Um, David, when you had mentioned that she uh, killed Cooper and then uh, immediately kind of felt bad for it, uh, I understood why she did that. Uh, just to throw a devil's advocate out there, part of that I think was because she is a, a school teacher. She did care for yeah. kids, yeah. and that was kind of my defense for for her suddenly feeling bad for it. But I was right there with you. Why are you feeling bad? Get the fuck out! Of it. There, he was just trying to kill you, you know, two hours ago. Get over no. it. Kill, kill I I can understand exactly what she was going through because if if the kid was trying to kill me, I think that kid was what eight. Nine. No, it was like fourteen. That little bitty kid. It was a little bitty. He looked like okay to me. He looked like a to me. I thought he was nine. If a nine-year-old came up to me and said "Miss" and not an extinct reaction because of what she's gone through, she turned around and immediately stabbed him. I can see the shock, and I can see doing exactly what she did. Yeah, I yeah. can. That is, I because I would think of I just killed somebody's baby, literally their baby. Yeah, and that that goes along with the, um, the caring teacher. You know, she cared about kids. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if later we find out, like in an Eden too, that she was a parent, but and this was just their getaway or something. Um, so that that wouldn't catch me by surprise at all. Um, but overall, I mean, I thought it was a, a decent film. Thank you guys for so much for joining us with it. Uh, yes. No problem. Uh, we got to put together the couple's Scarapy episode three at some point here and see what we can do. Um, you you had a recommendation, you said? I forget what the movie was. Oh, the... Tremors. Tremors. Tremors Shrieker Islands. 
All right, so let me write this down. I want to. Yeah, I think that's six. Six or seven. I lost count, but I've seen every single one. I love Turner's. You give me a Graboy to Shrieker, Ass Blaster, I don't care. I will watch it. I wonder what the name was right there. Oh, I want to. Can we watch it tonight? Damn it. All right, it's 10 30. We almost watched it last night. I was like, no, let's talk to Geo first. Yeah, no, you guys, you guys do you. Um, watch it another time. <laughs> I, I'm sure we're gonna. You'll watch it a few times. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure now that she knows it, uh, that Rita knows it's out, she's gonna want to to watch it as well. And Are then... you a Grabway fan as well, Rita? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let me put this here. Uh, November thirteenth. Then that should be that Friday, right? Let me take a look. Ooh, oh yeah, Friday the thirteenth on November. So yeah. Yeah, all right, there we go. So November 13th, Friday the 13th, we will Yay! watch Tremors, Shrieker Island, was it? Yeah, Shrieker Island. Shrieker Island. Just making a notation so we know what's what's coming up. Um, so for those that are, are watching, which I don't think there is anyone, but when this comes out, <laughs> uh, next movie we Who are Who was watching? watching? At one point we had like four or five people watching. Yeah, I was a little surprised. Uh, but everybody, I guess, maybe Joe Bob's back on, so everybody went back to watching oh, yeah. Joe Bob. Yeah. Um, next week, uh, October 30th, on Hallow's Eve, we will be discussing something wicked. Uh, November 6th uh, is House Shark. We'll have Kate Phoenix back with us uh, to discuss that one, her favorite movie. And then on the 13th, we have Tremors, Shrieker Island, which will be a couple scarapy episode three. Well, maybe four, because if we can't, um, if the other people that I invited, I hate to say it this way, if the other people that I invited back out, I know one of them has already uh, turned it down. Would you guys be interested in doing that? Yeah. yeah. We don't do anything on Friday nights. This is the highlight of our week right now. <laughs> We're in quarantine, so I got wear it. your mask, people. Masks are important. Yes. Agreed. Yep. And vote like your life depends on it, because it does. Because it does. <laughs> vote like your life depends on it. Exactly. All right, so possibly a um, couple Scarapy episode next week as well. So we'll figure everything okay, out. Okay, so we're your backup is what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're the backup. <laughs> Should I have not said that? And, uh, I don't know. We'll talk right. about it later. We have <laughs> she took over her glasses, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I have all the pickle popcorn here. Be careful. Oh, I know where it is. She knows how to get it, man. She knows how to get it raw. She does. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Everybody listening or watching, don't forget you can check us out on Podbean, Google, Apple, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, YouTube, etc. We actually also just now launched on Amazon. So if you listen uh, to any music or podcasts on Amazon, you you have to search for us specifically. You can't exactly tell Alexa um to look us up because she can't find us when you say our name so um <laughs> so you'll have to... google can i try it yeah go ahead hey google play horror apocalypse playing the album american horror story <laughs> the supreme playlist on spotify hey, google stop hey google stop <laughs> Some, the first thing was screaming. Some shrieking. I think I just found my new playlist. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try. Uh, hey Google. Right. Hey Google. Oh, Google. Play Horror Apocalypse podcast. All right. Playing the latest episode of the Magnus Archives. Mag one hundred eighty four, like Anne.
Yeah. Did Matt, she just ask Matt. you for penis pictures? What? Well, she'd get it. That's for sure. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, she's playing the Magnus episodes. Hey, Google. Stop. So, yeah, I picked an absolutely horrible name for this podcast because it doesn't work anywhere. You have to manually type this in everywhere. Um, and uh, you have to spell it correctly, I have learned, because uh, when I first tried to find you on Spotify, I didn't think you were on Spotify. Yeah, you added the extra R, didn't you? Uh, I think so. I had to spell it exactly because it would not pull it up. Yeah, yeah, it's... I probably should have included that extra R and made it horror apocalypse, but it's horror apocalypse. So I, I don't know. The guy won the contest. I thought about rebranding, uh, but we've been at this for three years now. We might as well just run with it. You just hate people who have stutters and speech impediments, don't you? Yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck out of here. But anyway, guys, don't forget to. You can also help us out. You can help support the show uh, with GoFundMe, Patreon, uh, PayPal, any particular way you want to help us out. Uh, feel free to send me a message. I will send you a link to all of those uh, donation points um, of your choice. Every little bit goes right back into helping this show run, helps us rent movies, helps us pay for equipment and the monthly fees to actually run this show. So every little bit is is great. Uh, once again, thank you two for joining us. Um, maybe we'll see you next week. If not, we're maybe, definitely maybe see not. You. We'll be here anyways. We're definitely <laughs> going to see you on the thirteenth with Tremors Shrieker Island. So join us. <laughs> <laughs> that Laura is excited. And with that, fuck this shit. I'm out. Mm-mm. Fuck this shit. I'm out. No thanks. Don't mind me. I'ma just grab my stuff and leave. Excuse me, please. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Nope. Fuck this shit, I'm out. All right, then. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> I don't really care. I'm gonna get the fuck up out of here. Fuck this shit, I'm out.